Similarly, now, on the card that you hopefully have, there is this statement, and it starts with, well, I'll read it out. It says, we want to be a vibrant family of hope and joy-filled believers who are so transformed by the presence, love, and power of God that we overflow the reality of his kingdom in our daily lives. Now, that is our mission. That is what we here want one to be. And uh, as, uh, as the four of us met, and we, we talked through and we prayed through what we really believe God was saying to us, this is what emerged. This is our... Uh, now, it's quite a, a long, and, and we're, we're not asking people to, to learn it as such. That's not, not what it's about. As Jamie was saying a few weeks ago, it's about us really getting within our own hearts what God has done for us here. And so in the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at these, these various aspects of this statement. And, and so what I want today to look at is what it means to be a vibrant family. Now, uh, family will mean different things to different people here. Uh, and it often depends on your experience of family. And there's one quote that says, families, uh, you can't live with them and you can't live without them. And, uh, and that's maybe your experience of families. Uh, it could be that your family life and, and what you understand by family is a wonderful place of acceptance and belonging and joy and, and uh, security, encouragement. That may be your experience. Or it may be a place of a bit of conflict, a bit of pain, turmoil, discord, disunity. There may be, that might be your experience of what it is to be part of a family. And so we all come with different ideas of family. Um, but I, wanted, I want us today to look at what it means to be a family in terms of what, what the Bible says about family. And, and to be honest, it's much more the former, the, what I said originally, than the latter. Because uh, family is where we should feel secure, we should feel encouraged, we should feel loved, we should feel part and belong, belonging. And I would argue that family is, at the, is fundamental and it is the basis of our Christian faith. And the reason for that is, is what God says about us. You see, when God called us and he saved us, he didn't simply call us friends. No, we are friends of God. He didn't say, oh, you're a great bunch of people. He could have done he could have said, right, I'm going to gather you and you're going to be a great bunch of people together uh, and, uh, and I'm going to call you friends uh, and you're going to serve me for a bit. But, but that's not what God did. You see, God, the most important thing God did is that he called us sons and daughters. Because that's how we are made. He knew that the most important thing is not simply to save us, because we needed saving. That would have been enough for him, for us really, just to be saved and know that we're not going to face condemnation. But actually he went so much further. He called us sons and daughters. He brought us into his family. And the reason he did that is because that's how he made us. He made us for family. He made us for connection. And he made us to belong and the problem with the world is that it doesn't belong. It's lost connection. And what you see in the world today is because it hasn't connection with the Father. Uh, and I just want to just divert a bit. You, hopefully you, you heard what Rob 
said in, in his prayer. And that was just a wonderful declaration of what it means to him to know a father. And, uh, and the fact that, yeah, you know, we can, we can get it wrong sometimes, and yet he's always had a loving father that, that he knows, loves him, has accepted him. And, and maybe you heard that today, and you thought, I would love that. I wish I had that. And I just want to say that actually you can have that. You can have that today. You can have that same connection that Rob was talking about. You can know a father that truly loves you, that accepts you just as you are. All you need to do is come to him. All you need to do is come to him through Jesus. And you will know the same connection that Rob was talking about. And if if that is you today, I don't want to dwell on this, then please come and talk to me afterwards. Because I'd love to pray with you. Because you can know that intimate connection with Father that Rob was talking about earlier on. But the reason I want to bring it up is because all of us have inside us that need to belong, that need to be part of a family. And, And that's how we're made. But it's not simply enough to have a connection with the Father is enough to, to be saved. But actually, we intent, God's intention was not only to have connection with the Father, but with connection with the brothers and sisters of the Father and to be part of a family. Obviously, first, our great brother, the firstborn Jesus, he is our brother. But also, we have each other as brothers and sisters. And we are designed for connection with one another. We are designed to be together, to support, to love, to encourage, to enjoy peace, and to be part of that family of God, to be connected. Now, it is possible to be a child of God without being connected. It's possible to, to, to be uh, um, you know, saved, and a son or a daughter, but not be fully connected into his family. But that's not how God designed us. And I want us to just to look at one of the reasons, or some of the reasons why being connected is so important. Milton Jones, he's a comedian, Christian comedian, said this. He said, you don't have to be part of a team. You can go and kick a ball around in a field on your own if you want. <coughs> just have a plan for when the opposition turns up. And I thought, that's, 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 that's very good. We can, we can be a Christian on our own. Or we can be a Christian that, that every now and again turns up to a church, enjoys some worship and goes away again. But actually that's not what God designed us for. We belong together. In Galatians 6 verse 10 it says this, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. And in 2 Peter 2 verse 17 it says, love the family of believers. And so the Bible talks about family, it talks about uh, those that are part of God's kingdom being together so that we can do each other good, that we can bless each other, that we can love one another. Now, the church hasn't always been brilliant at doing this. You know, when you come to some churches, and people have been hurt by this, you get, you get uh, places of, of cliques where you come to a church and you, you can't be accepted. 
because you, you, you don't look right or you, there's something not quite right about you, you don't come from the right area or whatever it might be. And churches have been like this over the years. There can be rivalries in churches. There can be uh, uh, um, people wanting to push themselves forward. There can be prejudice. All sorts of things can happen, in, can creep into churches to make this difficult. And part of the reason for that, and, and we never want to emphasise our enemy, um, because he is, uh, he is a defeated foe, and yet he can have influence if we allow him to. And one of the things he loves doing is causing disunity. He will try and get disunity such that the family doesn't function as it should. And the way to overcome that isn't to shout at Satan, is to say, actually, no, that's what we're made for. We're made for unity. We're going to seek unity. We're going we're to go for that. And we're not going to let him disrupt. And we're not going to let him dictate how things happen in the church. So just because there are difficulties at times, and that happened in the, in the New Testament, uh, the Corinthian church uh, got into a, a real mess. And Paul addresses it. And the real mess, and, uh, often it was around um, breaking your bread and communion. And you can read it uh, in 1 Corinthians. And it talks about how uh, people got together uh, and they were sharing this love feast and, it, and it, they didn't wait for each other. Some got really full, some got drunk. Others had nothing to eat. And it was just a mess. And Paul actually had a go at them and said, stop doing this. Stop doing it. So even in the, in the New Testament, they had issues sometimes with the way the church functioned. But Paul didn't say, well, forget church, just focus on your relationship with Jesus. He didn't say that. He said, sort it out, because this is so important. Don't let these things happen. Stop doing it and make sure there's unity, make sure there's love, make sure you care for one another, make sure that you do include everyone, make sure that's not happening. And we all have a part to play in that. Family is a place of belonging, a place of nurture, growth, encouragement and love. And that's what we want to build here. But it takes all of us to do that. It takes us to say, I'm in there. I recognise that's what God's called me to. I recognise that's what God has formed us for. And to give ourselves to it. I don't know, over the last uh, few weeks, it's finished now, um, I really enjoyed watching the Para-Olympics. I don't know how many people uh, were able to tune into to Channel 4. And I, I watched it avidly as often as I could. Uh, and I was just inspired by... Um, the, well, I, I was inspired by the fact that, that we did so well and that, that we have given so much emphasis to the Paralympic movement. Um, but one of the things that particularly inspired me was... Um, the races where they were uh, for, the, for, the, for the partially sighted or for the blind. And with those, you had to have a guide running with the people. There was also on cycles as well. Um, and this guide was there purely and simply to make sure that the runner who was the, the Olympian was kept in the right place and uh, was uh, running where they needed to be. And to see these two, and they used to, uh, I don't know if you saw it, but they coupled themselves together with a sort of a cord and they wrapped it around, and then they ran together. And the guide was there to make sure this person uh, got to the finish line. And, and, and I can't remember the name of our, our, our sprinter. Uh, 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 Libby Clay. Libby, thank you, Libby Clay. She won with her guide, a, a guy called... 
Chris Clark, thank you. <laughs> yeah, she should probably, yeah. Do you want, no, okay. Um, and she won, she won gold. And what I found amazing about this was that Chris Clark was there purely and simply to make sure um, uh, Libby Clegg won. That, that, was her, that was her goal. That was his goal, rather. He wasn't going to win. Uh, he probably won a gold as well, but actually that wasn't his gold. It was her gold. And, she, and, and I thought, well, what a wonderful example of someone giving, serving, and loving so that someone else won. And in essence, that's part of what being part of God's family is. It's there to serve and to love so that someone else wins. And at times, in family life, we will be that guide. We will be there cheering and encouraging and running so that someone else wins. And at times, we will be the person running. Now, I don't want to take that analogy too far because actually we, we don't believe that we are, you know, all of us have, uh, have difficulties that we need help with, but we believe in God that we overcome those and we become uh, uh, more glorious all the time. So I don't want to say that we're all going to be disabled forever. That's, that's not the, the analogy we're going here. But actually, at times, we need people alongside us who are going to run with us so that we succeed. And, uh, and I actually think that's a wonderful picture of what it's like to be part of a church. Being part of a family, and, and we're, we're sort of doing this at the moment, involves, at times, sacrificing for others. Um, I know particularly uh, sending children to university uh, is a costly experience that takes sacrifice. Children getting married is a costly experience, I can tell you. And, um, and there is an element of sacrifice in it because you know, some of the things you might have wanted to do, you can't because the, the, the finances are needed elsewhere. But that's, of course, that's absolutely fine, because that's what you want. You want that to happen for your family. And so you willingly give up stuff so that, that other people can succeed in what they're doing. And, and so together, that's how we you operate. We give ourselves for the sake of others. And, and we willingly give our time and our efforts and our finances so that others can succeed. It says in 1 Peter 4, verse 10, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Just a, a practical example, when uh, we took a group of the young people to Soul Survivor this year, um, we were supported by the family uh, here. Financially, people supported us. Um, with cakes, people supported us. With prayer, with prayer uh, um, prophecy beforehand, which is great encouragement. Um, my brother, who's part of a wider family of God, lent us his van and his tent so that we could go without having to hire that. That saved us a significant sum of money. He, he gave it to us completely for free. And so the wider family and the family here enabled us to have a great time at Soul Survivor. That's what it means to be part of the family. And there was sacrifices in that uh, to, to, to a greater or lesser extent. And it was a practical way how we were together supporting one another. Now you can't do that if you're not in it together. 
You can't be part of that if actually you're not knitted in to, to the family. And, and so this is what uh, being part of the family is. It's one of the joys that I have as, uh, uh, as part of this family is to share in the successes uh, of other people. Um, uh, John and Hector. Uh, oh, there's John. Hector's not, not here today. Uh, we have shared with them over the years, and hopefully at some point they'll be able to give testimony, about what God has done in their lives. Now, we've shared in that. We've been able to hear for them. We had to pray for them. We've supported them in various ways. That's a great part of being part of the family. And then you celebrate with them when they see success. Likewise, people go through difficult times. To be able to stand with them, to be able to encourage them when, when things are tough, where, because we all go through that, is part of being part of the family. And actually, it's a privilege. Because when they come through, you can celebrate with them the victory that God has brought. And you can only get that through connection, through being part of a family. And now it takes time and there may be all sorts of reasons why some people here struggle to be part of that time is, is a real factor to, 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 to be part of the family because of the pressure of work it could be that actually in the past you've been hurt by other people you've been let down by other family members in another church or whatever and I understand that, that can be painful uh, but to to, uh, to, to what, To overcome that is not to withdraw, but actually think, no, I'm going to go again, because I believe in something that God has put in place that is for a blessing, not only for me, but for others and for this world, as the church operates as it should. There's a great psalm, uh, which I'm going to read out, it's on the thing, just about... um, how a family operates and it's Psalm 20 I wanted Esther to have this at her wedding actually she's not here because the first I love the first part because it says may the Lord answer you when you are in this dress no anyway that, <laughs> terrible, terrible joke <laughs> this joke yeah no, it's, it's, it really wasn't worth it anyway um <laughs> I try, well, I laugh every time I read it, but that's just me. Because uh, anyway. Uh, anyway, so let's read it. <laughs> May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from his sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. May he give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. And we will shout for joy when you are victorious, and lift up our banners in the name of the Lord our God. What I love about that psalm is that these people are standing with this person through a difficult time. And then they say, we're going we're gonna to pray for you, we're going to stand with you, we're going to support you, and that we are, we are believing that actually you're going to come through this victorious. And then when you do, we're going to shout. We're going to stand with our banners, and we're going to say, wow, God, good, how wonderful it is. And I think it's a wonderful psalm of family. And that's what it means. That actually, as we, as we stand together, we can celebrate as we see victories in people's lives. Amen. We don't ignore the fact that people go through difficult times. And to, uh, amongst us today, there will, be, there will be a number of people here that are struggling because of issues they face uh, in their lives. And, and as a family, we want to stand with them. But we're standing with them believing that they will see victory. That they will see, and then we will celebrate with them.
And, and that's what family is about. It's not just coming on Sunday. It's not just attending. It's about belonging. It's about connection. And, uh, and, uh, and that's the sort of church I want to be part of. That's the sort of church I want to uh, give myself to. I want to sacrifice for that because it's worth every moment of it. One Peter four verse ten, which I've read before, I think. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God in its various forms. As I was thinking about this, thinking about what it means to be a vibrant family, we talked about it earlier on um, in in in, a, in our community group meeting. Vibrancy comes from God, and. We, you know, we, we were praying earlier on today about just the, the move of God's Spirit. And it was wonderful, again, wonderful time of worship. Thank you, guys. And actually, as God moves, there is vibrancy. And there is, there is life. And, and actually, as we use the gift God has given us, that's where vibrancy comes from. And, uh, and I was thinking, actually, a vibrant church is one where people, everybody, not just me and, and Jamie, but everybody... Is using the gifts God has given them to serve one another and to bless one another, and uh, and that's where vibrancy comes from. And it obviously comes as we meet together in worship, and, and that's a family thing as well. If we gather to worship, God is present, particularly when two or three gather together, and that's where vibrancy happens. And so, as a vibrant family, it's all about, uh, largely about the use of what God has given us to bless one another. I want to give it just as a as a, as a closing thing, just an illustration, which I hope you'll find useful. Okay, so this is uh, a bit of plastic. Okay, uh, I hope you can see it's just a, a bit of plastic. Now, this isn't actually very valuable. Uh, a couple of pence, if that, uh, and so it's not not worth a great deal. Uh, now imagine this is us before we come to Christ. Now actually, we are very valuable. The problem is when we come to Christ, before we come to Christ, is that what we are is completely masked by sin and by the world. And, and so what, is, what, is, what God has made us, that wonderful uh, creation that God is, is, is marred and masked by, by sin. But what happens when we come to Christ, he changes us into something that is of immense value. Now, um, <laughs> this is just an illustration. We've got to be careful here how we go with this. So what happens is that we get... What, what gets revealed on this is who we really are. So this is, this is my name on here. But actually, as children of God, we get a new name. We get... Because we are God's sons and daughters. We are sons of God. We get God's name. And so in the, in the Bible, if, you've got, uh, 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 if you were a son of somebody, you often put Bar in front of your name. So Bar Jonah was the son of Jonah. So if you imagine, when you come to Christ, you get God's name. So your name is Bar Jehovah, if you want to put it that way. I don't want to be disrespectful, but actually we are son of Jehovah. We're son of God. And imagine that that's, that's the name across here. And someone reads that and says, wow, 
You're God's son. You're the son of the living God. And this is the bank account of heaven. And you have access to everything that heaven offers. How valuable are you? How amazing are you? I look at this card and think, unlimited wealth. If it had my own name on it, it's not unlimited wealth, I have to say. And, and we all know that when we go to our own bank accounts and start using it, they, they disappear quite quickly. But the, the, the account of heaven, well, that's limitless. Now, each of us are like this card. We have been given a new name, and we have unlimited access to the vaults of heaven. And... And that makes us incredibly valuable. Because we've got, we're, we're sons and daughters of the king. We're amazing people because of what God has done for us. But if you imagine that we don't just own the card, if, if, this card, if, that, if this is us, this is, don't take the analogy too far, it's a bit, a bit weak. But. This is not, this is valuable in itself, but actually it's only truly valuable when it starts to be used. When actually I dip into the vaults of heaven, and bring out some of the storehouse. And I apply it to your life. And I use it for your good. And, and that's what it means to be a child, a, a part of the family, a child of God, part of the family. That we have got access to the storehouses of heaven, and we can bring it out and bless others with it. And it's only when we start using that can we really treat, see its true value? Yeah, we can, we can bring out store stuff for ourselves, and God wants us to do that. But actually, he also wants us to bring it out for others. Now, you may say, well, okay, if I've got access to the storehouse of heaven, then surely I just need it for myself, and I can just do that, and anything I need is there. Well, that's true to an extent, but what I would say is each of us have got a card like this, and each of us have learned to go to a different part of that storehouse. It's, it's available to all of us, but actually some of the gifting you've got is not the gifting I have. And if I spend ten lifetimes here on this earth, I will never get to every single one of them and get everything. I, I will try, and God encourages us to, to seek those gifts. But actually, each of us have managed to get into different aspects of what God has in heaven. Each of us have managed to unlock new wealth in the gifting and the, the abilities that God has given you. So only together do we truly plunder, if that's the right word, the, the, the vast resources of heaven to bless each other and the world. And so, and so only together do we say, actually, you, you've managed to unlock this, this, uh, uh, this what's in here. This. You've, you've managed to understand how to get hold of that. And I've managed to get this stuff over here. And you've got this stuff over here. And actually, together, we are just going to bless each other. And, amen. And, and the world. And I want us to, to, first of all, believe that actually you have as much access to this as I have, as Jamie has. That only together do we have full access to everything now. And that the gifting you have and the experience you have, and the abilities that you have, are vital for this thing to work and function properly. And, and I want us to, uh, just to encourage one another to see, actually, I need to be part of this family. 
I need to give myself to this. I need to sacrifice for others. And then I need to receive when I need that help. And together we will see what God has for us and achieve what God wants for us in the future. I want to encourage you to give yourself to this family here. Now you may be visiting this morning. Great. If you're visiting from another church, I want you to take this and apply it to where you're a family member. I want you to to, to take it back. But if you're here and you consider yourself part of your church or considering to be part of this church, that's what we need as a family here to grow and to flourish and be, be vibrant is that each of us seeing our place, seeing that we have uh, a, a, a part to play in the success and the joys and the, and the struggles that this family faces. And together we can see a, a, a church grow here that is of great impact, not only to our lives, but to the lives of this community. And that's what we want to see. And, uh, and I want to encourage you to be part of that. One of the things that we run is a, a Connect course, and, and we're running it every couple of weeks. That's where we can explore that. If you're interested in becoming part of this family, or you've been here for a little while and, and, and not really got knitted in, then I want to encourage you to come along to that. Because it's a time where you can talk. Uh, if, you've got, if you know you've had struggles in the past of, of uh, difficulties or where you've been hurt, we can, we can just help you with that and, and help you over, overcome those, those, those things that perhaps are barriers. Or if you've got time issues, which a lot of people have, how we can work out how to knit people together in a, in a more creative way, because sometimes it's just not possible to meet in an evening. Um, we obviously have community groups. We want people to be part of those. They are, are, are where life can truly be expressed on a regular basis. Again, meeting together, sharing uh, news, encouraging, praying, uh, supporting, and things like that. I guess, really, the important thing is to see how vital it is to be part of a family. How, how important it is that we see that we belong to one another, that we have connection with one another, that we can stand and support one another as uh, we see God's kingdom come. Because... It isn't at that place of unity, that place of family, where God commands a blessing. And it's at that place where we can see a greatest impact in our community. It's great that individuals go out and bless the community. It's wonderful to hear the story of Fleur. But as she does that in relationship with a family who's encouraged her, who's strengthened her, who's spoken into her. And that's what we all need. Okay, let's just, just pray together. Father, I thank you for the church. I thank you for the family of God. Lord, it's been wonderful for me to be part of that family for many years and the blessings it's been to me uh, and, and the joy that it's been just to be part of a family who loves you and loves and cares for each other. God, we want that family to grow and increase. We want, want many more to become part of that, that they can belong and have connection. And so, God, let's pray. Help us to really see where we fit. I just pray right now, God, that if anybody here doesn't feel that they fit, God, I pray, God, that you would open their eyes to see that actually this is a place where they fit, where they can function fully, where they can truly exercise everything that you've put in them, God. 
that their gifts can be uh, um, revealed and uh, strengthened and encouraged. And God, that Father, we would be a family here that truly loves and serves one another and has real connection with one another. Lord, we just ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.